is the Created Player Podcast. Helping you to become elite in your sport as big-time players make big plays in big games. Who can make a play? I can. This is the Created Player Podcast. And now your hosts, Rich Armstrong and Coach Blocker. Welcome to the Created Player Podcast, where we help big players make big plays in big games. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Richard Armstrong. We got Coach Robert Blocker here with me. Good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Coach. uh, We were talking about topics today, and you had some interesting ones, one in particular you wanted to start the show with. What you got for us, Coach? Yeah, so this is, you know, this has kind of been on my mind, you know, just as I think about, you know, the game of football and um, how it's evolved. And one of the things, you know, that I really started to think about is, um, is it smart to schedule, you know, FCS programs uh, for the, you know, for the bigger Power 5 schools? And by Power 5, I'm speaking on the, you know, the Alabamas, the... um you know, Florida States, the Iowas, the, you know, Nebraska's, that sort of thing. And so um, I started to think about, you know, is that specifically something um, that those types of programs uh, would want to do? And um, one of the reasons I say that is because there's a lot of parity in college football right now. You know, right. there are a lot, you know, there are a lot of players, um that, you know, let's say 10, 15 years ago, wouldn't go to FCS programs, you know? Right. Um, Jackson State has a had the number one player in the country recruited and gone to their school last year in, in Travis Hunter. So I definitely get where you're coming from. Absolutely. And so just, you know, even in that example, um, you know, you start to think about um, why some of these schools are, you know, keeping some of those these games close and in some cases uh, actually winning the games outright, you know. And uh, you didn't see a ton of that, you know, even, you know, 10 years ago, right? You you might have, you know, um, a team like, let's say, Appalachian State in 2007 when they, you know, went to the big house, Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, pulled, uh, you, you, I know you remember that. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They, they pulled off that upset. And I don't think anybody in Michigan was ranked number five at the time. I don't think anybody. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not remember. Yeah, they were ranked number five in the country at the time. They had Chad Henney. They had all. They had a lot. They had a lot of star power. Mike Hart. All a lot of people on that team. And um, yeah, they went into the big house and pulled off that upset. And I think, to be honest with you, that was in 2007. I want to say that really started. Chad Henney was a pro. He was, and he's still. I don't know if Chad Henney's retired right now, but he played for a while in NFL. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, so that was that's that's really something I um I started to think about. Like, you know, is it smart scheduling uh, these programs? Um, case in point, this year, um, the University of Iowa plays South Dakota State. South Dakota State is an FCS program. Um, they they made the FCS playoffs last year. I think they had a deep run into the playoffs. Now Iowa won the game, right? But they only won the game seven to three, and it was it was the ugliest. I mean. When I say I haven't seen a football game just, you know, that boring in a long time, man. I mean, I know, you know, if you're a defensive coach, you're like, oh, well, we won the game. But there were so many things. And I'll be honest, Iowa did not look like the better football team to me. Um, wow. 
they won, but they didn't look like the better team, in my opinion, you know? So um, that was just, you know, something that I started to think about, you know, like, is it smart to schedule these schools? And um, does it does it help or hurt, you know, recruiting or, you know, how, how does it, you know, you know, does that still, is that still something that schools should be doing, um, knowing that there's a possibility that they could lose? So, man. To throw my two cents in, I think Deion Sanders was just coach. Coach Prime was just talking about this uh, uh, to the media the other day, and he was talking about how. Well, his point was more towards um, the schools getting the HBCUs getting beat up with their contracts, so they're not getting equitable yeah, contracts to the, to the other right to the other schools. So it's it's definitely a money play, right? So it's definitely money play, but. You know, there's for the FCC, FCS side, you know, there is a situation of do we want to go out here and basically, you know, take an undermanned team to get beat up on and intentionally and intentionally hurt, hurt their pride? Because that's big for a football team to put the work in any any football program is going to put in a tremendous amount of work getting ready for the season and then to go out there and kind of be at a deficit before you start the game just with just so I want to take a second and explain a couple of things when you when you're a uh when you're a power five or uh, a group of five uh what used to be called division one football program you have more scholarships than the FCS schools I believe it's Absolutely. 22 more scholarships so you have literally more paid talent on the field literally so from there you know with that discrepancy alone, you're going to have a deeper football team. Everybody else is kind of just signing up because they want to be a part of a football team. They, they're they not some of the best play, players in the country. So you're already at a deficit in, with the, the depth of your team. So from there, you, like I said, you prepared all summer, you've done all of these things, and you're trying to figure out, you know, A, what's the best way to challenge my kids, but B, also I want to give my kids a challenge that they're capable of, of conquering. So that's kind of a tough line to draw. And you want to think about it um, from the other side, you know, the power five and the group of five and the division one kids. And does it make sense for them? And it's pretty much just kind of like a tune up. You want to play a team that you know you can beat, but it's going to give you a little bit of a challenge so that you get sharp. Right. Because mm -hmm. still sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron. But what you want to do is you want to get a chance to work out the kinks before you go and deal. With, so you want to sharpen the sword before you go and try and, you know, deal with the steel, you know, and cut that and, and sharp and, and run up against that iron. But uh, it's looking like iron on iron with a lot of these FC, FC, FC <laughs> schools. I cannot say this uh, three letter word, but it's really getting tough out there. So I, you know, to throw my two cents in there, I think it is definitely um, subjective. So, you know, Alabama is probably going to be just about anybody in the country um, right now on the FCS level. Uh, but when you talk about group of five schools, eh, I think anybody can get it. I, mean, I really do. I think anybody can get it on any given Saturday, you know, and uh, there are some schools that, I just wouldn't schedule. Like if I'm group of five, I'm having trouble thinking of a group of five. Even if you're like a Cincinnati, that's like perennially like doing very, very well and competing with your Alabamas and your Ohio States of the world. 
I don't feel comfortable that they're just going to wash, uh, I think it's Georgia State or a uh, mm-hmm. South Dakota State or, you know, some of these schools that even in Jackson State that's coming along with their recruiting and they're getting better and better. They got a lot of transfers like that school's on the rise. You've got uh, FAMU that had to play. They now they got they got absolutely killed, but you had to watch the game. They 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 played uh, North Carolina, and you had to watch the game. You watched the game. They didn't look as bad, and they were missing a lot of players, a whole lot of players. I um, love that during that know, game. So it's close. I agree. Um, I agree with that. I was going to add that. Um, you know that. That game specifically, you know, kind of ties back into, you know, uh, sort of like, you know, is it, is it, you know, is it good to schedule those kind of schools? Because say, let's say, even though you win, you know, in some ways, you know, it can still be, you know, harmful to you because it kind of puts you on front street. Like, you know, in that regard, you know, teams start to look at you uh, like, yeah. oh man, you gave yeah. up 24 points. You know, you gave up almost 300 yards passing. You did win, but you didn't look good doing it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And um, as we know, style points matter. So that's really what I had on that. So, so here, here's and now that, that was a great that was a great point, Coach. I I want to ask you a question. Um, you've done a lot of private coaching um, in your career and worked with a lot of kids one on one. You've also done group coaching. You've also coached uh, at the college level and just done a lot of different things, played on a professional level, so and done a lot of different things. So I, in terms of getting better, I had a question for you specifically for, say, a young man that's, you know, it could be a pro, it could be a high school kid, it could be, you know, a young kid just starting sports. Uh, how do you feel, how equitable do you feel that private coaching is for the individual? Like, do you feel like that's something – that everybody should do, that some people should do, that do you feel like that anybody can do it and use it as a tool to get better? Or do you feel like, you know, it's, it's you know, um, only has merit for certain in certain spaces? Uh, personally, I feel that private coaching can be a benefit to um, whoever, whomever does it, right? No matter, no matter your skill level. Um, and the reason I say that is because there are things, you know, even when I coach a kid, you know, where they start is not where they're going to finish, right? I don't care how good they are or how good they come in. I can always pick out flaws in your game because that's what coaches do, especially when you love and enjoy um, trying to see somebody progress and get better, right? Um, I do believe it's very beneficial, you know? And, you know, case in point, I had a lot of kids that came in to me that were really raw, you know, that didn't really know it. In some cases, you know, I coach offensive line and defensive line at times, but I'm, I'm mostly offensive line guy. Um, but you can apply it to whatever. Um, I had a lot of kids that came into me that didn't probably know how to get into a stance when I got them, you know, wow. um, or, or okay. a proper stance or, or, you know, didn't know, you know, the, the right kind of splits to get in. I mean, there were a lot of little things that, you know, you would think a kid would know, like to start, but, I never, in my mind, I'm thinking that, but I would never tell a kid that because I don't care where they come in to me because it's my yeah. job to get them better, right? No matter where, you know, no matter what level they come in to me on. Um, but I definitely, you know, the, the thing that I love, and, and I'm, I'm all about 
process, you know, um, I love to see where somebody starts and then when they finish or where they finish, you know. And um, I had a lot of kids, you know, that I coached um, when they came in versus when they left, like night and day, you know, able to get in, you know, different stance, you know, uh, able to do a lot of different, you know, techniques that are being taught in high school and college today, right? It's some of them in middle school being able to to learn these things and be advanced. I had a lot of kids come back and tell me, Coach, um, you know, you have taught me so much. It's, uh, my game is, like, taking off. Parents come back and talk to me, like, Coach, you know, he's doing amazing. Like, you really, you know, you really got him better. You know, like, it's, like, it's very visible that he was not this way before you got to him. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, private coaching is, is very beneficial um, to whomever decides to do it. And I think a lot of times when you do it, um, it can put you, you know, for instance, like if you're a kid that's on the fringe of maybe, you know, receiving a scholarship, sometimes those little things that you learn technically can put you in a place where, you know, you can gain more recognition, especially when you go to the different camps and you're around the different coaches. They can see that you've been coached well, right? And um, we we know and understand that coaches – don't always have the individual time to spend with one specific player. And that's right. probably, that's probably my biggest point is that. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, sorry, coach. Now I was, I just want to jump in, uh, chime in real quick and say, you're, you're so right with that. When I coach quarterbacks, that's exactly what I'm seeing. So, you know, little details and footwork and little details and release and closing the throw. Like those are the things that you can't get in practice enough. So you need some time, some individual time, some one-on-one -on -one time to really develop good habits around certain parts of your game. Like if you're playing basketball, it's different because, you know, as you as you're when you play basketball, there's enough of the natural flow of the game that you can develop, even just running around dribbling. Um, it, and the fact that you're playing with, you know, five on five with other guys, you pick up little things um, and just being able to play the game over and over again. You're going to develop a little bit. Now, obviously, you still need to get some individual stuff to get some uh, some details into your game uh, individually, one on one so that you can improve. And that'll obviously help you improve a lot. It'll help you make the leaps. But it's not quite the same with football. Football's different. It's way more technical. It's way more important that you're able to master these technical skills and to grow your game in that fashion. Because if you don't have technique and you don't, you're not complete with the details, it's going to take from your ability no matter how much God-given ability you have. So I just wanted to throw that in, Coach, because I was like, you, you're taking me back, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm seeing so many of the kids and the footwork and the guys, you know, that even to this day, guys will, uh, you know, send me messages asking me what I feel about certain details of their game, you know, and what I think. But you're so totally right. I agree. Totally, totally, totally agree, man. It's just – the details are what matter, you know, and um, when you don't pay attention to the details, a lot of times um, they always say, you know, that's, you know, that's that's how teams lose, you know, like, it's in, you know, that's how teams lose. That's how, you know, you can remain an average player, not, you know, paying attention to the details, you know, so it I definitely wonder, makes a huge difference. But go ahead. 
Can I ask you a question on that right there? I, we have sure. a ton more topics, but I, I want you to get into the weeds a little bit with, with what you just said, because I think it's so critical. Well, you just said that uh, details are how you lose games. But I think, you know, as a so when I hear you now as a grown man say that, I totally get it. But when you're 15, 16, 18, 22, 26, you may not completely understand what it means when so take the Patriots, right? The, the New mm -hmm. England Patriots were always known for beating you on details. So what is that? What exactly does that mean? Because those are grown men, right? And you would think that any pro would have mastered the details. But what do you feel like are the little nuggets that will help somebody understand what that means and how it affects the outcome of a game? Okay. You know, it can, it can be something as simple as a coach telling you, you know, for instance, let's just say a uh, defensive lineman, correct? Right. Let's say maybe a defensive end. He's telling you, you know, you know, you rushing the, you know, you rushing the passer, you know, while you playing the run. Or, or for instance, he's telling you, this is go as simple as this. Maybe he's telling you to take three steps, you know, maybe he's telling you to rush no more than maybe three steps and then sit, right? And, you know, sit, you know, sit, watch the quarterback or whatever. But some people, you know, because they want, you know, because they're fast, because they're strong, they may do a little more, right? And sometimes, you know, you think you can, you know, do something a little more. You think it's going to be a better, you know, outcome for you. And a lot of times it wasn't meant for you to do that thing. You know what I mean? Like some, some people can't, some people want the glory, right? So, you know, especially if you're playing like defensive end. Most defensive ends want a lot of sacks, right? You want, like, yeah. double-digit sacks. You want to make sure, like, look, I want to get to this quarterback. You know, I want my name to be known, right? But what if the defense didn't call for that, right? What if what if you not paying attention to that particular detail when a coach told you not to rush all the way upfield? What if the quarterback steps up and throws, you know, throws the touchdown, right? Or what if he scrambles and gets out of the pocket? There's a number of things that could happen within that given play, right? And so it's not always about just you doing what you want to do. It's about doing what's in the framework of the defense and doing what's in the framework of the team so so that you can win, right? And so to bounce back, you know, to go back to what you were saying about the Patriots, that's how they win, right? I'm not going to sit here and say they have more talent than other teams in the NFL. I don't believe that, really. They have some talented players, but they don't have, in my opinion, they, they, they haven't always had the most talented team. The way they beat you is because they do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. You right, always hear Bill Belichick say, do your job. He right. always says, do your job. Don't do anything else but what I tell you to do, right? I love that. And another thing, he always puts players in a position to be successful, right? I'm not going to ask you to do something I don't think you can do, right? Right, because you have to make the play when it comes your way. So when it's time to yes. do your job, you got to make a play. You got to, you know, that's when it's time to make a sound tackle and punch through and get a strip. That's when it's time to, you know, to recover a fumble when it get to get an interception. You have to make a play on the ball when it's in, you know, when it's in your space. Absolutely true. I'm not just saying, hey, you know, just do your job and then, you know, let somebody else shine or let somebody else figure out how to turn the ball over. It's saying make the play when it comes into your house. Like when when it yes. when it gets in your business, you do your job. But when it gets into your business, you make that play. And it makes such a difference. You know, when you're able to be that disciplined like that, it transfers over to so many other parts of your life, right? And we're not, you know, we, we're, of course we're speaking about football now, but 
it's very transferable to a lot of things. So I'm I'm totally that's that's my opinion. Like when you when you're focusing in on on the details, it makes such a difference, you know, and it can keep you it can keep you from being you could be good, but it can make you great when you pay attention to the details, right? So yeah. Absolutely. Coach, so we got about two minutes left. I want to put you on a little bit of pressure and get your playmaker of the week. So I've got one this week. Um, can you tell us who you saw, who you saw that impressed you and jumped off the screen to you? Well, I'm going to start with uh, my alma mater, uh, which is the Morgan Park Mustangs, sophomore QB named Marcus Thaxton, last name T-H-A-X-T-O-N. He's a sophomore. I think he's going to be a four-star kid eventually. Um, the, and this is actually week two uh, against a school named Ritz Central. He was 14 and 26 for 324, four TDs. Oh, and, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he, th this kid is the real deal. I'm going to tell you that right now. And uh, he's going. I know he's going to grow and continue to get better. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, uh, continue to do well. So Marcus Thaxton, Morgan Park Mustangs, hey, we see you, kid. Okay, okay, okay. So I've got one too. Shout out, shout out to Marcus Staxon, man. I've got one too. My guy is Justin Bostic. Now this kid is near and dear to my heart by the way he made these plays. Cause you are you are you already know I'm about getting that pick and taking to the house. Don't just Absolutely. don't just get the pick and you know get out of bounds or go down. Like I need you to get six. Like that, like it don't even count if you don't get six. That's like that's the way we roll. So Justin Bostic. He is out of West Palm Beach, Florida. He goes to Palm Beach Central. Shout out to Justin. He's already had three pick sixes to start the season. Three wow. pick sixes. One of which, one of which was essentially a hundred yard return. So you already know. Like he is a three star. And right now he's slated for Florida AM. So it looks like the Rattlers have got a mean one coming, man. Like, this kid knows how to make a play. That's 1,000. That's 100,000. Love to see oh, Let's go. And that's going to be our show for the week, Coach. So I want to thank you for taking your time coming out. Thank you for everyone who's listening. Appreciate you guys. And remember, we help you make big plays and big games, baby. Creative Player Podcast. We out. Peace.